up, Rudy fam? Hey, let's go. So you ready for this trip or? Yeah, I was actually talking <laughs> to my sister about it. We're going to the desert. Hey. So I was like, if a serial killer comes, I just don't think Dorian would be willing to fight. And so I'm just concerned about what we would do in that particular type of situation. I guess what I'm concerned about is the fact that you are ready to fight. Like, is that your, that's your, your natural like inclination is like serial killer, square up. That's where you are? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Well, I just learned something because I wouldn't have expected that from you I'm a you survivor. Either. You should know that. Whatever I got to do. Interesting. I'm a survivor. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember that song? Yeah, no. You're, you're giving like <laughs> J-Lo enough vibes, like cutting the hair, like I'm ready. Oh, that was a lot. You remember but that? She, she won she, at the look, end. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she, she came out on top. <laughs> mm. <Good laughs> I love it. Well, no, I won't be fighting um, any serial killers, but- okay. We can just go ahead and jump in at that point. That. <laughs> Welcome to the Rooted Life Podcast, where we believe in worship and witness, because the more we know God, the better we reflect him. And y'all know we love to keep it real with y'all sharing our personal stories and practical ways that we can all strengthen our faith. And we start every episode with our glows and grows. So Mo, tell us about your week. Well, last week, my grow was that I couldn't get out the bed on time. Mm. Just, just couldn't. This week I did better, Come on. which is important because it gives me more flexibility with my morning time with God. It just gives me more time to figure out, like, what does God want to do? Mm. And then I pushed up my evening quiet time to earlier in the evening so I'm not asleep on my Bible, okay. which would happen. It's very uncomfortable to wake up in your prayer closet half sleep and yep. your legs are asleep. So that's my grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really your glow. That's though. really the glow, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about that. I was like, that seems a little backwards. No, that was fine. a glow. Okay, that good, good, good. Best. That's great. Huh. Okay, so the grow <laughs> is that your girl just needs to work on not being so critical and mm. judgmental and looking for what people are doing wrong. Like, I need God to help me to to look more for what people are doing right than being so quick to point out all the ways they're falling short. Mm, I think that is a grow for everybody because it's just easy to see everything that everybody else is doing wrong. But that is not my actual grow this week. My real grow is that um, I'm just hoping that God will help me to just kind of discover a fresh sense of passion towards my job right now Mm. Um, because I'm an event planner and obviously events are shut down right now. Mm. I just am not as engaged and leaning in as much and I think that's part of the reason why I wasn't showing up to stuff on time, mm. why I'm struggling to do that. So um, I need to work with God on that this mm. week. And uh, my glow is really just dropping that merch last yes. week, y'all. Look, that was a huge success. Y'all don't Ooh. even know. There were a lot of barriers trying to get this one up off the ground, but uh, checking it off the list was just so satisfying. And thank you to everybody who bought something. Yeah, a lot and, of y'all and posted. And showed us love online. Yeah. That, was, that was really great. So, really y'all, sweet. you listened to our last episode, Living Single. <laughs> oh, I wait because I thought you were gonna sing. Oh, living, check, check, check it out, single, yeah, in the nineties. Okay, kinda, no, oh, okay. So then you cut me the, off. You yeah, invite me in, the, and then you cut me the off. The beginning part. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Okay, so in this last episode, we talked about different factors that impact our view of singleness, like societal norms, church comparison. We talked about how singleness is really an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves and God and learn from others. And we even spilled some tea on the things <laughs> that we've been learning the last two years in singleness about just ourselves, God, our purpose, all that good stuff. Mm. Well, speaking of singleness, you know, last week we were talking and I was like, OK, you know, maybe I am interested in dating. And I figured that some other single folks may also be interested in dating. And so it's only right for us to kind of shift from singleness into like, how do we use wisdom in dating? Mm. And we need to ask this question because we know that dating is not biblical 
but it is a practice where faith can be involved. Mm -hmm. And just like in the selection process of wise friendships that we talked about earlier this season, our faith can also guide us in dating. And dating is really just the means that we use to select a mate in romantic relationships. And if we have an intent to enter marriage, which we do know is biblical, then Mm -hmm. that means we need to involve God in this process. And I thought it was so funny. I was reading an article that talked about how dating and relationships um, is really the way that that is one way that the church is largely indistinguishable from the rest of the world. Ouch. Yikes. Mm. But we know that we're called to be set apart, right? So it should be evident in how we pursue romantic relationships. And that Mm. seems to not really be the case. So I thought today we could kind of talk about um, how we just finished this amazing book, Mm -hmm. The Sacred Search. And uh, there's a lot of gems that came out of there that I think would be helpful for folks who are interested in, want to have, or maybe even currently have a spouse. So let me give a little background on this book. So uh, in the book, Sacred Search by Gary Thomas, he challenges readers to think beyond who we want to marry and spend some more time thinking about why do we even want to get married in the Mm. first place? He really just challenges readers to cast a vision for building a relationship, not based on human constructs like a soulmate, which Mm. we'll get into later, (laughs) but really around a shared spiritual mission. Look, y'all, I'm telling you, this book is life changing. We wouldn't (laughs) lie to you. We would not lie to you. You think you know about marriage and what you want out of a romantic partner. Then Pastor Gary came and he just plowed all (laughs) over my little weak understanding. (laughs) So we want y'all to go read the book so y'all can see how bomb it is. So instead of spoiling the book, we're going to just translate a couple of things that we learned from Pastor Gary's points and put them into rooted life lingo. And we're just really going to share like five things to consider as it relates to choosing a spouse. So Mm -hmm. our five tips are the law of attraction. Myth of the soulmate, your list may not add up, one size does not fit all, and finally, the weight of character. My eyes got big just hearing those (laughs) tips. I'm like, oh, those feel like a read. Okay, so let's start off with tip number one, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So this was in chapter three, which was titled Vulnerable and Stupid, which just that alone gives you an idea of the kind of the way that he provides his information is very clear cut which I really like Um, and I know that that title sounds a little bit harsh Mm -hmm. but when you read this book and you learn the actual science the neurology and psychology behind attraction you realize it's actually very applicable yeah and I think just one of my biggest takeaways from this particular chapter was just how like our infatuation is so strong and so blinding Mm. and he talks about how psychologists liken infatuation to an addiction wow it impacts the same regions of our brain as cocaine and gambling And honestly, this part really shook me. He says some people are predisposed to fall in love more often and more intensely. It me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. He said neurologically, based on people's sense of security, self-esteem, spiritual maturity, and personality, like that impacts how they fall in love. Mm -hmm. He even goes on to say that like infatuation literally impedes your ability to objectively discern your partner's faults and weaknesses. Wow. It prevents you from being objective. And I think another thing that really, this chapter just kind of took me out, but he also says there are studies that show that infatuation and that romantic love can be more powerful than sex drive, Mm. more powerful than sex drive. What? That's crazy. And I think what's, what's really interesting is like, he's, he's citing general psychologists, not like Christian psychologists are trying to like, they're just literally studying the brain and Mm -hmm. how the brain works, which I think is important to, to recognize. They're not trying to prove a point with their studies necessarily, but he showed that um, a lot of psychologists have done studies that prove that the average lifespan of infatuation is typically about two years. Mm. So why do we base our whole lives on something that won't even last beyond two years? Whew. 
Morgan, this is just, I feel like I'm reading the I'm book hot. again. And I'm just, Mm-mm. this was so early on in the book, but I really think this is honestly the part that I was read the most, really? uh, this particular chapter. Because the bulk of my past relationships have led with infatuation. And I think the idealization of a person versus who was actually mm-hmm. standing in front of me. That's it. And I, to his point about being vulnerable and stupid, I found that <laughs> it's almost like in the past, I literally was not functioning as myself. Like mm. common sense would just be thrown out the door. Girl. And I thought thought about you know one way you can tell if you're thinking objectively or not is a scenario or an interaction that you're going through Mm -hmm. if you replay it in your mind as if a friend were telling you about that thing and then you ask yourself the question what would my response be to that if this was a friend telling me about this situation Mm. and if your response is something like "Mm, couldn't be me or that's a no for me dog like then you and you're finding yourself wanting to stay in that situation I Mm -hmm. think you have to say hmm maybe I'm not really thinking clear clearly about the thing that I'm going through. Yeah. And I think another thing, like when we consider the law of attraction and dating, it really just helps us to be more logical about the initial reasons why we're attracted to somebody. It's science y'all. Like there's a lot that's happening in our brains and our bodies. And I want to specify this is men and women. Mm -hmm. This is not specific to women. Um, and it leads us to these feelings that make us think that not only do we want to get the person, but we actually also have to do anything to keep the person. Mm-hmm. And so relationships, we can't be pursuing them based off of feelings. Like mm-hmm. we have to use the facts that are in front of us mm-hmm. because facts are going to point us to a conclusion that you two are actually a good match versus something that feelings just cannot sustain. Right. And we're not saying that you should ignore feelings like there should be chemistry, but you can't be basing a relationship just solely off of your feelings because it literally cannot sustain a relationship. Like right. if you built your entire relationship or your marriage off of something that changes daily, daily. AKA emotions, like yeah. that's not going to be a strong or consistent enough foundation to really hold up the relationship. Whew. Y'all wow. that's, that's just number one. The number law of attraction. One. I feel like I need to loosen my collar. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Tip All number right. two. Number two. Okay. I'm gonna get y'all on this one. The myth of the soulmate. Mm, so they not ready. Uh, Pastor Gary really rocked our world when he talked about this Mm -hmm. revelation. So he highlights that soulmates are not biblical, y'all. Instead, we should be searching for a soulmate, S-O-L-E, which means a single mate. Now, you may be thinking, what? There's no soulmate? There's no one true love for me? This perfectly designed person that is all for me? Mm-mm. Well, if you hear this historical context, it'll actually make a little bit of sense. So Pastor Gary breaks down that the idea of a soulmate, S-O-U-L, comes from Plato's philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so Plato believed that there was once a super race of androgynous humans that made up an attempt to try to overthrow gods. And so people were then cut into halves to make themselves weaker. And then the halves were left trying to find their other half on, <laughs> throughout the earth to be reunited and made whole again. Does that not sound kind of familiar? Mm-hmm. The way that culture says like, oh, relationships are finding someone to complete you. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. So biblically, what really is happening, this sense of incompleteness that we feel is because we were separated, but from right. God due to sin. Mm-hmm. And Colossians 2, 8 to 10 really kind of talks about this it cautions us from getting caught up in these empty philosophies like the idea of the soulmate s-o-u-l and it confirms that in his grace christ is actually the one that completes us so the mate that our soul is looking for is really christ Uh, how about that because that that was a hard lesson for me Mm. because we're taught that that you need somebody else to make you be whole yeah it's just flawed. And I think you pointed on something really great. It's like, if we think that God would create somebody perfectly just for us, that in itself is not biblical. Mm. We were created for God. 
Mm. for God. Mm. Yes, he allows us to interact and love each other, but my purpose is not for a particular person. My purpose is for my God. Come on. Um, so we weren't created for others. We are created for God. And I think it's important that we see ourselves as whole with God. Mm. Because honestly, if you don't find completion in God, you're not going to find it any person, job, career. Nothing else is going to fill that yeah. hole in your heart. And I think what I've learned the hard way is that relationships don't fill in the gaps in your heart. They actually just expose them. Ooh, that's good, Mom. Ooh, Lord, I feel... I'm feeling hot again. I'm about to pray <laughs> after this. I think something else that was really kind of just groundbreaking for me in this chapter is the way that Pastor Gary talks about agency. Like we actually have choice in our marriage mm. and he leans on um, a couple of things um, in the New Testament, specifically in first Corinthians seven, Paul talks about like, I wish y'all would all stay single. <laughs> really? I mean, I understand y'all all have different graces, but honestly, like I'm able to do so much for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And he actually talks about how like, it's fine to remain single, AKA like we get to choose. And I was always taught that God made the marriage decision for you. Mm. And I do believe that God has a preferred plan for our lives. I believe that he's Sovereign. Mm -hmm. And I do think there are things and people that he desires for us. Like I believe that he desired but for us to be friends so we could do the podcast. Right. But he still gave us a choice. Mm -hmm. And and that's very biblical. Like everything in the Bible, honestly, is about him giving choice. Yeah. Choose to eat the fruit or not. Jesus said, choose life, choose death. Mm -hmm. He gives us the opportunity to choose. And I don't know why we don't recognize that, that when it comes to dating, we all, honestly, we have a choice. Yeah. But I think just overall, as it relates to dating, we have to remember that we are complete in God mm. and we have a choice in the matter and we can release this myth of the soulmate and we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves to find that perfect person. Yeah. Instead, we can realize we are perfect and complete in God and we can lean on much stronger criteria like character, compatibility and spiritual maturity. Yeah, that is so good. I, I really love learning about this whole soulmate phenomenon mm -hmm. and I thought it was cool because I ended up talking to my dad shortly after about mm. it and it was helpful to hear from someone who has been happily married 30 plus years to also agree with this sentiment. And my dad always talks about like you marry who you choose to marry mm. using discernment and wisdom. Yes, but it's a choice just like everything else you choose in life. And I think that's just such great perspective because even though we're not sold on this idea of there being only one person in a lifetime for us, it doesn't mean that we don't still need to involve God in the process to make the best choice for us. Yes. Ooh, told them they wasn't ready for it. They weren't ready okay? for that Y'all still with us? You rocking with us? I hope so, y'all. Come on now. We got three more. <laughs> y'all can do this. Okay. Got some more heat for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tip number three is your list may not add up. Ooh. This chapter four, it was chapter four. It was titled, You Don't Want What You Think You Want, which is so appropriate because I feel like there were things I wanted when I was 18. And I just knew that I would always want this. But with time and age, things has changed. And mm -hmm. He talked about how in this society and in our dating relationships, we put so much pressure and value on immediate gratification rather yeah. than long-term satisfaction. So we put so much value on sexual chemistry. They're attractive. Versus like thinking also long-term, like, are they also dependable? <laughs> we'll put so much emphasis on like, I know you and I talked about how we love artists and creatives, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's immediate gratification. That's great. But like, do you have a strong work ethic? Mm. Do you have a plan? Do you see do you things purpose? through? Oh, come, come on now. And those things aren't bad. I think those things are great, but they can't be the only thing we're using to base our decision. Mm -hmm. And he also challenged us to not just think about what we want right now, but think long term and ask ourselves, like, what do I want my life to look like five or 10 years down the road? Mm. What kind of parents do I want my kids or adopted kids to have? And if you don't want to have kids, like, what kind of aunt and uncle do I want my nieces and nephews to have? Who do I want to be a part of my community with me? Mm. And he also really challenges us to use dating criteria that can stand the test of time. Yeah. He talks about, like, your job can change. Your your health can change, your position, power, body, all that is going to change. And so if we're using just short term um, things like that, like it's just not going to last the test of time. And then lastly, 
This one really got me. He encourages us to find someone who's living a healthy, fulfilled, God-filled single life right now. Like, mm. are, there, are they thriving right now in their single life? Mm-hmm. Because we have to recognize that how they live their single life is going to greatly influence how they live their married life. That is so real. The last point was mm. the one that honestly really stuck with me because when I think about my single life, it's flourishing. Okay. okay it's, it's, popping. it's popping off okay. my career, my ministry, my fitness life, my social life, church community, mm, volunteering, mm, like mm. all of it is bomb but it's bomb because I'm letting God into those places like I'm letting him do a good work in me and challenge me to grow in those areas and so what I would hope to see is in the person I'm dating that they also are flourishing in their own right and know their life doesn't have to look exactly like my oh do you serve in your like do you serve in the same ministry as Mm -hmm. me and all this other stuff but it's like there should be evidence that they are letting God into every area of their life Mm -hmm. because their time their energy and their gifts would be maximized and I can see that you can Mm -hmm. see that in somebody life and that they're not just like sitting on all this potential Mm. and I think in my past like my list has looked really superficial (laughs) it's been full of a lot of great things that don't really tell me anything about somebody's character Mm. or their spiritual maturity and I think you know what Pastor Gary encourages which is so helpful is for us to ask a simple question can this person lead me closer to Christ that's such mm. a simple question. And I think that it's so practical and it's all encompassing because mm-hmm. we can ask that at any point in the dating process, in yeah. the relationship process, even in the marriage process. Shoot, you can ask that question at any time to be able to say, hmm, something may be off here if they're not leading me closer to Christ. So our list only adds up if we can say yes to that question. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Tip number four, one size doesn't fit all. This one was also, again, groundbreaking for me. Uh, Pastor Gary really talks about how there's different styles of marriages. Like there isn't just one way marriages can function. I Mm. think for a lot of us, we see one way. We see one type of marriage and think that all relationships and marriages have to be just like that. But what he really encourages us to do is like spend some time evaluating what you actually want. Like what is your vision of your marriage? Like Mm. get to know that now so then when you meet somebody, you're not easily persuaded to go um, in the direction that they are visioning their marriage. And he really just tells us like ask some difficult questions. Ask yourself, what, where do I want to live? Like, can I see myself like living in the country? Like, do I see myself living overseas? Do Mm -hmm. I want to have a child centered family? Like, how do I like to spend my free time? Like get to know yourself now so you can be clear about your desires Mm -hmm. and what you're willing to compromise on before you get to that place. He also talked about, again, something I've done wrong is like, don't make assumptions about what the person you're dating wants. Mm. You don't know what their vision is for life. So take time to talk to them, yeah. to find out how they're envisioning their life and their purpose and, and where they want to live. And then determine if you two are compatible. But this, this line right here, he said, this was it. He said, lying about what you want out of marriage going in because you're afraid you'll lose the relationship if you're honest is one of the worst kinds of fraud you could ever commit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all, mm-hmm. the, these these chapters where he got into the compatibility mm-hmm. part, they were so dense because there's so many things that you really should be thinking about that yeah. I just never really realized. And I loved how he was so frank about the fact that if you compromise on things that really matter to you, you will be frustrated. Yeah. Like it is, it is inevitable. It mm-hmm. will happen. And when I thought about my past, I had so many examples of this. And one thing in particular I wanted to share was just like, I believe that at some point in a relationship, a title is warranted. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is a topic that people...
people have a lot of different feelings about, but I believe that titles provide clarity. They build Mm -hmm. intimacy because there's a shared understanding of what is happening here. And they create some really clear boundaries for the people involved in the relationship and those outside of it. There Mm -hmm. are no questions in or out of the relationship. And I just thought about like, think about your job. Mm. Your title is associated with your role and responsibility in that job. And it offers a clear vision of what is expected of you. Mm. So I don't know why we wouldn't want to then put a title on something as important and and as intimate as our mm-hmm. relationships. That don't make no sense to me. It doesn't. And I think, you know, for me, I never wanted to seem difficult. I always wanted to go with yes. the flow and see like an easygoing kind of girl. So I was like, okay, I'll compromise. Okay, I'll compromise that. But to your point, at the end, I had a lot of resentment and mm-hmm. I was frustrated because I never actually advocated for what I wanted. I just went with the flow because I didn't want to be seen as difficult. But titles was something else I would compromise on in the past. But the question I have is like, Without a title, how do you know when it's time for a promotion? How do you know when it's time for elevation? Like at work and personally in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know you're progressing if you don't have a title? I wish I would go to a job interview with a resume with no job job titles, just descriptions <laughs> of activities. Well, you know how I felt about it. Yeah, you know how I feel about you. Uh, like, really? Yeah. I mean, funny enough, like titles were important to me then, but I would settle for not having one because people would say the right thing, mm-hmm. got me feeling a certain way. And I would just be like, okay. That's great. I'll just put what I actually value and care about to the side. Mm. And I think like as Pastor Gary suggested, all of these scenarios allowed me to end up frustrated, honestly. Mm. And I, it always came back to the fact that I compromised on something that was deeply important to me that I mm. deeply valued. And I think we have to recognize that our deepest values are likely not going to change. Mm-mm. You can suppress them for a while, but eventually yeah. they're going to rise to the surface. And just like we've talked about with wise friendships, like they need honesty and clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing is important in the dating process because there is no one size fits all to marriage. We really have to use dating as a way to determine are we really on the same page in yeah. a way that's going to build a fruitful and fitting life together? Mm, y'all okay? Y'all got your seatbelts on? <laughs> got a little water. Tip. Y'all good? <laughs> got a little water for you. <laughs> I hope y'all okay. Okay, tip number five, weight of character. This is, I think, really the heart of his book. Yes. Um, he talks a lot about evaluating other people's character. Mm. And there was one aspect of, of character that I had never considered. And he talked about the giver versus the taker. Mm. And he talks about not dating someone who one is not going to be there for you. They just take, take, take. They never give. And mm. when you need something from them, they feel sorry or make up excuses, mm. but also being with somebody who can also receive your love. And he talks about how Jesus gave, but he also allowed people to serve him mm-hmm. and clean his feet and be there for him. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really took me out though, when it comes to givers and takers, he says, takers suck the life out of you. Ooh. They end up becoming your ministry and you end up being so exhausted, dragging them along that you don't even have the energy you need to do what God has called you to do. My God. Because you're so consumed with them. Mm-hmm. And as Uncle Pastor Dr. Darius says, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Pastor, don't marry your assignment. Oh, child. Have you married your ministry? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a word. That, that right there. Wow. I, I almost tried to marry many a ministry. Thank you that the Lord delivered me. Thank you, Father. From those things. Won't Ooh, do it. Y'all. Okay, so another part of this character piece, he uses this particular scripture throughout the entire book, Matthew mm-hmm. 6, 33. He talks about um, desiring someone who uses that verse as their guiding principle. Mm. And it's the scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it means that our priority in life is to become in complete alignment with God's purpose. So therefore, 
or we don't have to choose between seeking God and being a good wife or husband Mm -mm. or seeking God and loving our neighbor. Mm -mm. When you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you are a good wife or husband. You do love your neighbor. And so our, our search should really be for someone whose character reflects that they live their life for Christ and that pleasing him is their greatest priority. I mean, and and he gets into some really good stuff about like pleasing Christ has to be above even like serving you. And I think that's such a good point, too, because sometimes Mm -hmm. we think that there should be a question about hierarchy there. But you actually want someone who serving Christ is their main priority. You really do. And I think even to that, when we're talking about other people's character, what I like about this book as well is it's not just pointing uh, fingers about what is everybody else doing. It's like, well, what's your character? Mm -hmm. This whole list you have about how you want a mate to be. Are you? Are you doing those things? <laughs> are you? <laughs> Is it you? Yeah. And I think that it's just so easy to point the finger and think that everybody else has to get together. But we've talked about mm-hmm. the heart of this season is like, it starts with you. Relationships yeah. start with you. Mm-hmm. Another big piece of character that he talked about, which is a huge passion, you know, is self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, like without self-awareness, how do we know the areas need to grow? Mm-hmm. How can we evolve and we mature? Can't. We can't. Mm-hmm. And he encourages us to pursue relationships with people who are self-aware. And I honestly think, like, if you got a relationship with the Holy Spirit, like, you're self-aware because he's yanking you up <laughs> and down the street. Yank. Come on, yank. Every single day. And yes. it's honestly, it's like, if they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be a hard relationship because there are going to be some things that only the Holy Spirit can show them. That's good. And you can't be trying to convince them all the time if the Holy Spirit is not speaking to them. Like, it's going to mm-hmm. be a hard journey. And so yes. you want somebody who is actively relating to God so they can actively relate to others and also to you. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, this one. He said, um, you want somebody who can't just, who doesn't just talk about their past. Like, okay, I've been through things, you know, I've made these mistakes, I've had these fears, but they have no context or information for like, what is God doing right now? Currently. What areas are you struggling with currently? What mm-hmm. areas um, do you feel God stretching you in right now? Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about this, like yeah. we talk about first, we talk about dates a lot. Oh, yeah. We don't be we going do. on them, but one question that <laughs> I thought you mentioned, which was really good, is like, what is God teaching you right now? Yeah, I think that's a great question to be yeah. able to ask on the first date and an early date because somebody who spends time with the father mm. they not even gonna know where to start mm, okay. how much time you got because <laughs> like literally god is always doing so much with us that i yeah. think honestly the way a person answers that question and it's not like prying all into the private life it's just like oh what's something that you're learning from god right now like i can lead you i can talk about a scripture a devotion mm-hmm. an encounter a situation mm-hmm. like there's so much that you could pull from and i think as somebody seeking someone who loves Christ, like that to me is actually attractive to know that you are interested in being developed and growing as Christ wants you to. I love that. So that's the most attractive thing. Let's be honest. Come on now. So to be clear, y'all dating does not give you the complete picture of someone. Mm -hmm. So don't think that just because you date somebody, then you're going to know, okay, exactly how they're going to be in marriage. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. Pastor Gary made a really clear point that even if we follow all of his suggestions Mm -hmm. in the book, if we read every, resource on relationships and seek God that does not mean that we are guaranteed a relationship Mm -mm. and some relationships will still fail and marriages will still struggle so this is not some foolproof formula but rather just guidelines to help us approach the process with more wisdom clarity and knowledge Mm -hmm. than many of us might have used in past relationships so to recap the five things that we think you should consider when dating so the law of attraction do not let your feelings outweigh the facts, mm. okay? Number two, the myth of the soulmate. It's not about a perfect partner, but about the best one for you. Mm-hmm. Number three, your list may not add up, 
Long-term satisfaction is greater than instant gratification. Mm. Number four, one size does not fit all. Determine what you value in a relationship before getting into one and do not compromise on those things. Mm. And the last, the weight of character, which honestly I believe is the most important. A person who serves the kingdom will naturally Mm. want to serve their partner. Ooh, I hope that's my testimony. I think, ooh, I love that. That's my testimony. Come on now. Speak that over me. Appreciate that, sis. Over us, yes. Oh, okay, both of us? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, you can have some too. (laughs) Okay, so y'all, as a reminder, we developed these tips from the book Sacred Search by Pastor Gary Thomas. And we know we have a diverse rooted fam. So just depending on where you are, he also has other books like Sacred Parenting, Sacred Marriage, Sacred Search, a couple's edition, if you're (laughs) engaged or in a serious relationship. And we really encourage if you end up reading any of his resources he also has a devotion on the bio app to do it with someone it was really great for us to have a book club when Mm -hmm. we were going through this book because we got to unpack laugh discuss (laughs) and really learn together so y'all if you don't get nothing else the most important thing you can be doing is seek the kingdom seek god above it all as you seek a mate that's it, y'all. So y'all know the summer collection of our merch is out and is bomb. So go cop that. Y'all, we also dropped a trap playlist with some of our favorite Christian rappers. So all of this is at the link in our bio. Make sure that you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. This week, we are shouting out at KS Java Girl, who thought she might have been too old to listen to the podcast. But then she said she found it upbeat and applicable to yes. her life. So yes, because the Root of Fam is for every age. So we love that girl. We want to know what y'all thought about this episode on dating. So screenshot it, post it, and tag us at Rooted Life Podcast. And y'all, check us out this Tuesday on IG Live, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be talking to our friend Denica and her husband, Avery, about dating tips and other do's and don'ts. Yes, we cannot wait for that one. So we will see y'all next week. Y'all stay rooted out here. We love y'all.